Welcome to On Call with Dr. Anselm Anyoa. In this podcast, learn about the social, emotional, and physical health of children and their journey from birth through preschool and beyond. Find compassionate answers to issues parents and children face and that pediatricians encounter every day. Discussions in this podcast are not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. Parents and caregivers, talk with your children's pediatricians or doctors about topics and perspectives presented here. In this episode, find out what every parent needs to know and what a mother can expect when delivering a newborn. What happens in the critical moments right after delivery? And when is it important for a pediatrician to be there? You are on call with Dr. Anselm Anyoa. Hi, and welcome to Dr. Anyoa's first podcast show. We're going to talk about everything I know about babies and how they are born, what happens when they're born, and everything I know about babies with you. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm one of 10 children born in Nigeria, and I immigrated to the United States in 1992, and I did my residency in pediatrics at a hospital in New York City. And ever since, I've been practicing pediatrics for over 30 years now. My patients are newborns from the very first time a baby's born till they're about 20. The first question we'll talk about today is what it feels like to attend labor and delivery as a pediatrician. What should parents know and what does it feel like as a physician? Well, that's a very good question. And I've been doing this for about 30 years now. And usually pediatricians get called to delivery when the OBGYN doctors are anticipating any problem with the baby. So it could be an emergency. And we're usually called directly or over the overhead to come immediately and assist with delivery. So it's kind of very intense. It could be very intense. Sometimes you're going to be running and jumping to get to L&D to help with deliveries. So that could be very intense, you know. Can you describe what it's like and what that experience is when you first meet a parent and they're coming in to deliver this baby? What's the first thing that happens when a baby is about to be delivered and you're meeting them in the hospital? What happens? Usually when I arrive, of course, there are a whole bunch of doctors there, the obstetricians, a whole staff, uh, nurses there, and everybody will be trying to assist the parent or the mother to deliver. And the pediatrician is waiting for the baby to be born so that we can take over from the gynecologists and the obstetricians and the nurses. So we are standby waiting for the baby to be born. Hopefully the babies are going to come screaming and crying, which is good outcome. But you never know if the baby is not crying or is not behaving as they should, then the pediatricians are there to assist the baby and you know, to optimum health. It is a very anxious moment being in the delivery room with a group of other staff waiting on this mom, waiting on this baby to come out because anything can happen. And everybody's happy when a pediatrician is there. 
So this is a question that some listeners might have. Is a pediatrician always at the delivery? Are you the doctor that is always at the hospital or do you come in just for your patients? Oh, listen, usually there's one pediatrician and a whole bunch of obstetricians and residents and supporting team. So there's a, is a team and everybody is doing their own part. The delivery team is interested in making sure the baby comes out. And once the baby comes out, it is the pediatrician's turn to make sure the baby continues to be in good health. A couple of uh, days ago, when I delivered, I was in the delivery room. I counted we were about six staff surrounding the mom, trying to assist and help and encourage the mother to push out the baby. So there are people who are supporting the mother to push out the baby. And there are people waiting for the baby to come and assist the baby. So it is a team. What is very interesting about this period of time, which I don't think anybody has talked about, is the amount of uh, what I call incantations. For example, a nurse might be asking the mom to push, 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 push. And then another one is going to say, hey, that's not the way to do it. I'm the person who's going to make this mother push out his baby. <laughs> so everybody's taking time to encourage the mother to push out the baby. And by their own will, the baby is going to come out. It's very, very interesting to witness what's going on. I'm sure a mother is not sure how long the delivery will take. And there are all different experiences. What is the shortest delivery that you've attended to? And it's one of the longest. And what surprised you? Sometimes we need a pediatrician. And I'm running down... Jump in the elevators, running down the stairs. And once I get there, they say, hey, the baby's born already. We don't need you. <laughs> the baby's born. So I, that is good. That's a very good outcome because we don't want a baby that is born with any problem. The good outcome is baby's born and the baby's crying and everybody's happy. Does the mother expect to see her pediatrician there in the hospital? Does the staff expect you? And what situations bring you there or are you there all the time? Well, in this capacity, we are, are help delivering babies, which is different from my own practice. So every Sundays, we go to a hospital in New York to be an on-call pediatrician. Those are not my patients. So these are babies that could go to any clinic or to any pediatrician they choose to go to. So I'm, I'm kind of the on-call doctor in this capacity. Can you give us an example of what it would be like for our listeners to understand at what point you run into the room and how you greet the mother and what some of your experiences are with births that you've attended? Do you have an example of something that was a, a success story or something that was very memorable as a pediatrician? A success story is always an outcome turns out to be good. Bad things we expected to happen, but it proved not to uh, be so. So that's always a success story. Baby comes out crying. So anytime the baby comes out screaming, that's a good thing. <laughs> so all the tension, suddenly doctors, the nurses, everybody who, who were tense initially, everybody's smiling and laughing and it's like, hooray, the baby's out. Is the pediatrician in the delivery room? And at what point do you come in to see your patients? It's not all, all the time that the pediatricians are in the delivery room. Not all the time. Most times the pediatricians, they're not needed. 
the nurses, the OBGYN doctors, babies come out. So most times, pediatricians are not needed unless there is potential risk outcome is not very clear and you want a pediatrician to stand by. Sometimes pediatricians, they just come in, dress up to take action, but there's no action to be taken. So you just go home. <laughs> you just go back and wait for another call. What's an example of an action you would take when you are needed? What's an example of that? Well, most babies, uh, when they're born, they have secretions all over them. The nose is clogged because of the amniotic fluid. So most times, all you have to do is suction the baby's nostrils and mop up the baby's body. And uh, most babies do well. If they don't do well, you can give a little bit of oxygen and stimulate them, rub their feet, stroke their back. So most babies will do well at that point. If they don't, if they, they might have to get them to an intensive care unit and continue with uh, supporting their respiratory issues. So some people might think when a baby's first born that a doctor has to tap their bottom to make sure they're okay, to get them to cry. Is this true? No, really. Struggling heels, you know, rub their back. So most babies would cry when you do that. Most of them are very strong and come screaming. And once the cord is caught, they're ready to go. Do you hand the baby to the mother or does another physician do that? At what point is the baby turned over to the delivering mom? Good. Very good. I'm glad you asked that question because there's this new thing that's called skin to skin which is a way to start bonding. Even when the mom is still on the delivery bed, they put the baby on the mom's chest. That relationship between mom and baby has to start early. And skin to skin is one way of igniting that relationship. I'm glad you asked that question. At what point in that stage are you in the room? Are you there from the beginning? Are you there later? At what point does the pediatrician come into the room? Once I can say, hey, this baby came out and is okay. His heartbeat is good. His color is good. He's strong and moving actively. Uh, then I'm done. The nurses will take over. The nurses and the, the staff will take over. When we were talking a little earlier, you mentioned that one of the things that happens first for a newborn is they receive their very first shot of vitamin K. Do parents know that's coming? Is that something new? Tell us about that. Vitamin K has been part of pediatric management when a baby is born. Every baby who's born gets vitamin K because vitamin K helps with blood clotting mechanisms in the baby. Because babies don't have brisk blood clotting mechanisms. So vitamin K helps so that babies don't bleed on any part of the body. So every baby who's born gets vitamin K. It has a very first shot to get. And the babies, you know, they just wince and cry a little bit. <laughs> but it's good for them. It's a brief cry. They also get what we call erythromycin eye drops, eye ointment in their eyes, just to prevent infections that can be transmitted to babies from mom's blood canal. So every baby who's born gets a retromycin ointment puts over their eyelids. When I'm in the delivery room and the babies have, they collect their footprint, 
But it's a good thing because they want to make sure babies are well identified. Every baby who's born gets their food printed. They put soles on the ink and then print on a paper. I don't know how I look at that, but it's to make sure the babies are all well identified. And of course, they have the hospital tag that babies wear just to make sure they're properly identified. When babies are born, they don't usually feed until maybe three hours after birth. Usually about three hours after birth when they start getting hungry. Usually three, four hours, unless the baby has to be fed earlier because their sugar is dropping. Like when mothers have gestational diabetes, babies' sugar is usually very low, and those babies have to be fed early. Is there anything else a new mother needs to know about why a pediatrician is important to be there? Are they always there for a birth, or is this something a mother has to request? Most hospitals who, who deliver babies should have a pediatrician because you don't know when uh, a baby's going to need a pediatrician to come and help. At what point would that be, that it's time to call in a pediatrician when a baby is newly born? Most times, this is anticipated because when a mom is in labor, the baby's heart rate is constantly being monitored. If there's a heart rate that's concerning, then the pediatrician has to be there in anticipation of any problem. Anything that is not normal, the pediatrician has to be there in anticipation because you want a pediatrician to be there and ready to go in case there's any problem. When we're called waiting for the baby to come out and we pray that the baby is okay because you don't want to, you don't want any trouble. <laughs> so the baby comes screaming, I say, this is good. We don't have to do anything. So just examine the baby, make sure the baby's fine. Send the baby over to the mom and send the baby to the nursery, newborn nursery. So when a baby is first born, what are babies wrapped up in and is it different for different families, do they choose? How does this all work? Um, a regular hospital uh, blanket <laughs> that hospitals have that every baby gets wrapped up is the same hospital blanket and a small hat. So, what is the hat for? Why does a baby wear a hat? To prevent temperature loss, to prevent uh, a baby being too cold because babies don't have the ability to regulate their temperature. The temperature goes down quickly because the head is very big compared to the rest of the body. So he tends to escape from the head. That's why the baby has to wear a hat. So as we talk about all these different aspects of newborns and coming into the world, is there anything you would like to tell new mothers that you want them to know as a pediatrician that works with newborns? I think knowing what babies go through is a very important thing because in the intensity of labor, the parents don't really know. This is not a time to start asking questions because the mother is in pain. There's this labor pain that comes every couple of minutes. So the whole thing is kind of uh, like a dream. I think it should be very important to parents to know what a baby has gone through. Babies go through a lot which parents don't really appreciate. Knowing all the things that babies go through will make parents and caregivers connect more with the babies. 
So I think that this is important. In the next episode, I will tell you about what the babies go through once they get into the nursery with their mom. Those two or three days they stay with their mother is a very intense period where a lot of things happen to the babies. Thanks for joining us for this episode. To answer questions you may have in a future podcast, write to Dr. Anyoa at modernerapediatrics at yahoo.com. Find articles and books written by Dr. Anyoa on his website, modernerapediatrics.com. Listen to On Call with Dr. Anyoa wherever you find your podcasts.